What's up, gang? How you guys doing? I am Lieutenant Sal Blue, 28-year law enforcement veteran and the author of the top 25 mistakes in route to the good life, coming at you with my daily podcast. That's right. Every single day for the next 362 more days, right? I'll be coming at you with my daily podcast. This is already episode 208 or 209, something like that, of uh, starting from last year. And I'm doing a whole nother 365 for 2022. And so if you guys have not got the opportunity to hop on over to LieutenantSalBlue.com, that's L-T-S-A-L-B-L-U-E dot com or punto com for my Spanish speaking people out there. Um, hop on over to LieutenantSalBlue.com and grab your copy, grab your autographed copy of my book. I'm doing 10,000 copies in 2022, 10,000 autograph copies, that is, in 2022. So you guys can get out there, grab your book. When you're over there, check the site out. Tell me what you think about it, right? And also, do an order form bump, man. Get my audio book. I mean, if you have Audible, you can get my audio book from free. If you don't have Audible, you can also get my audio book, all right? Um, and get through my entire book in four hours, man. All the mistakes that I've made my entire 28 years of my life, you can go through it in four hours, basically. All right, guys. So listen, let's get started. Let's get started on today's podcast. Listen, today's question is very, very interesting for for me, and I've watched so many people do it, and I guess if you don't truly understand power and how uh, people of power operate, then you're going to totally and completely not know what it takes to get the job done when it comes to uh, making the most as possible uh, when it comes to your rising power, right? So the question for today's podcast is this, right? It is, why have you been doing everybody's dirty work, right? And I know that some of you feel like this is necessary, that you got to do the dirty work in order to uh, have the life possible. You got to do the dirty work in order to rise the ladder. You got to get your hands dirty, right? But the truth is, that is not the case, man. That is not the case, and that is not something that I want you guys to do because eventually, when you finally reach your rise in power, when you finally reach the pinnacle of the top, everything that you've done in the past is going to be in full display. Everybody's going to be throwing it right up in your face. Remember when you did this. Remember when you did that. Trust me. Been there, done that. You do not want to be part of that show there, of that true display. You don't want to be a part of that, right? So so understand that when it comes to uh, you feeling it's necessary to do people's dirty work that are above you, people that are of power, um, because it is their use of manipulation. But we're going to get to that, right? And like I said, guys, I know it's very hard. It's very hard to climb to the top. Um, of your field, even after you've mastered your craft, it's so hard and you feel like, you know, um, there's something extra, something bonus, something you need to be doing in order to get to the top of your field after you've mastered your craft. And I think that a lot of people who are not in power uh, tend to believe 
that if they do the dirty work for the people in power, that they won't get up to the top. And it only scars you in the end, right? It only scars you in the end. Now, because it's so hard, right, for um, so many people to get to the top, um, not too many people are willing to do what it takes to succeed, right? Not too many people are willing to do what it takes to succeed. And because they're not willing to do what it takes to succeed, they don't actually know what they're supposed to be doing when they're rising in power, whether it's to their um, things that they have done or whether somebody is helping them to rise to their power, right? Um, So when I say this, therefore, very few people, when it comes to um, actually understanding um, what the truly successful people do in order to reach the pinnacle of their, their lives, these, we don't understand it. I, a lot of people don't understand it, you know. Um, and and the how they operate is totally different than what they show you, right? What they the what they lead you on to believe, and so you have to understand that um, that not too many people are going to be able to tell you what successful people do when they are succeeding, right? Now, those people who who know, right, think that they need, those people who think that they know, right, um, they, they think that they need to do uh, tons of dirty work, right, tons of dirty work, or be seen as the bad guy, right, the bad guy or the hatchet man to the one in power, right, on their way up the top, and they think that being um, positioned as that person, as the hatchet man, as the bad guy, is going to give them a quicker access to their rising power, right? Quicker access to um, being the one, uh, the next one to be appointed, you know, the top, the top of the ladder. But it's, that is not the case, man. That is not the case. So in reality, the complete opposite is true. The complete opposite is true in reality. Like I said, guys, I've spent um, my, the last 20 years of my career as a paid professional observer, right? And, and that habit has become part of my life. And as that habit being a part of my life, man, guess what? That's not, the tr- that's not reality when it comes to successful people and what they do, right? What you have to do to become successful is you have to learn how to keep your hands clean of all negative things associated with your character. That's right. You have to keep your hands clean. Your character needs to be spotless to everybody who sees you. The entire public, all your subordinates, all your peers, everybody around you, your character needs to be spotless. Not only spotless, you need to be as efficient as possible. So that's how people need to see you. Not only clean hands, also efficient, man. Efficient, not the one running around doing the dirty work, that's for sure, right? Now, to everyone around you, right, um, you must seem like, um, in the flash to talk about the paragon of hope, right? Um, And I'll say the paragon of civility, right? So the paragon of civility and efficiency, right? When people look to someone who is civil, 
and they can look up to, right? Or as people look to someone who's efficient and can get the job done, you need to be the one that they're looking up to, right? You need to be the person, right? So that's how you have to position your character. Now, the first rule to this, guys, is to never allow your hands to be soiled by mistakes, right? Soiled by mistakes or by nasty deeds that people try to get you to do on their behalf, right? Your hands cannot be soiled by any of that. That cannot be you, right? Matter of fact, you need to position your character in such a strong way coming up that people don't even come to you to ask you to do the dirty deeds for them, the nasty deeds, right? Um, your job, your one job in your rise to the top is to maintain a spotless appearance. That, that's what you must do, man. You must maintain a spotless appearance. Now, now here's the truth, guys. Here's the truth, right? There may be times when you, when you feel, right, that you have to uh, get down and dirty, right? You feel like you have to get down and dirty. Um, but I would suggest this, right? I would suggest this, that you use other people, right, to conceal your involvement. Don't you allow it to be you involved. Don't you allow it to be the one that all of this rolls back to. You, you gotta, you gotta, if, 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 it, if need be, ever the time comes, that you have to get down and dirty, right? And in your rising power, you may have to. It may have to get really nasty. You gotta have someone else in place, man. You gotta have someone else in place to do the dirty work, man. You cannot, under no circumstances, allow it to be you. All right? The reason is this, guys. Your reputation, your reputation and your good name depends more on what you conceal, right, in life than what you reveal. Now, I get it, man. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And that is probably why I wrote my book, um, Top 25 Mistakes and Rock to the Good Life, right? I wrote my book to allow you and my listener, right, my audience, to avoid the many mistakes that will destroy your journey to the top. Right? When if people see you on your journey to the top with tons of flawed mistakes, tons of things that should could have been avoided had you done your homework, could have been avoided had you seek the right counsel, could have been avoided, right? But you yet instead decided that you needed to go through that mistake, you needed to get dirty and up in the mud and everything with that mistake, right? Um People are going to look at you and, and, and see you later on down the line as, well, how is this guy leading me when I used to watch him do this? How is this guy leading me when I watch him to do that, right? Um, and, and just thinking of that, right? When I was coming up in law enforcement, in my early days in law enforcement, um, as, as before I rose to the top of, of, of the uh, shift commander, uh, shift lieutenant commander um, before I got to that position right um, I did things um, that you know rookie mistakes things that I made rookie mistakes right that if I would have listened to the right person I probably wouldn't have made those mistakes number one number two 
um, my actions were that of trying to impress people who didn't deserve to be impressed. So those were mistakes as well. And so when I finally reached my rank, my pinnacle of my career as Lieutenant Commander, um, people who remained in the position that I was in, right, rookie, um, and the reason why I say remain in the position that I was in is because they never seek to get promotions and rise and rank and go up to the top. And because they never seek to do that, right, all they could do was throw rocks at me from the bottom trying to reach the top. And they would say things like, I remember when you were a rookie and I broke you in. I remember when you were a rookie and you used to do pull-ups in the shower to get in shape. I remember when you were a rookie and you were only 170 pounds, right? You're skinny, okay? And they would say all of these things like that and, and in order to bring me back down to what they felt was their level, right? So that it would reduce the amount of power that I had from up top as a lieutenant and they would try to do that and so in saying that guys in saying that uh, what I'm trying to tell you is your mistakes and things that you do destroy your ability later on to lead because people who people never forget who you were a long time ago right they never forget who you were a long time ago and if they can use that to make themselves feel better, they will use that as leverage against you. So understand that. And I just want to give you guys that brief story, that brief overlook, to just to let you know that things that you're doing in the beginning of your career, people are going to hold that against you later on, especially if you end up being a supervisor or you're rising in the power and, and everybody's looking up to you. They'll try to t- turn the crowd against you and tell everybody, I remember when he used to wet his pants, right? You know? That's how, uh, that's how adults used to try to treat uh, children when they come up to be their boss, right? So it's funny. So anyway, guys, um, you have to understand that, right? Uh, but like I said, everybody makes mistakes, right? And, and if you make mistakes, too many mistakes early, it's going to destroy your journey to the top. But I'll tell you this, guys. If you should happen to make a mistake, right and you're currently in power right if you're currently in power you must understand uh the workings of power now when i say understand the workings of power people in power right um you have to operate totally different than people who are not in power and the reason being is people are looking up to you you are the beacon you are the light you are the person that people are looking up to for advice and everything else, right? So in the workings of power, the most important thing is appearances. How you appear to other people when you're in power, okay, makes a difference of how pliable people are going to be when you give them orders for things to do, right? Now, knowing this, you must begin to use your cleverness and, and hide your mistakes. You have to hide your mistakes, right? Um, to avoid people believing that you are incompetent to lead them, right? Everybody doesn't need to know your mistakes. Every mistake that you make, and I know that's 
direct conflict to my book, Top 25 Mistakes, but my book is for your advantage, right? It's for you not to make these mistakes. But if you're already in power, everybody doesn't need to know your mistakes, man. If everybody starts to see all your mistakes, then they will begin to feel, right? And this is just the workings of power. They will begin to feel that you are incompetent to lead them, right? And you don't want people to start believing that you're incompetent to lead them. Because then that totally completely negates, right, your ability um, to be in power, right? Hence, the lame duck president, right? The lame duck president. Or the president who, who seems in, in public to make so many different critical mistakes and errors, the country begins to turn on. So understand that, right? Um, now... This is hard. This this um this may be hard for you to see at this time, right? Um, especially if you're not, if you're at the bottom of the wealth triangle, right? You don't understand the workings of power, so it's very hard for you to understand. And that is why I'm trying to explain it to you, right? But um, many people in power, right? Many people in power um always keep right a convenient scapegoat. Now, you guys may see this, but now that I'm revealing it to you and telling you, you'll be like, oh my God, yes, I see it, right? And many people of power always keep a convenient scapegoat on staff, right? On staff, should the moment arise for them to bury their mistakes, right? To not take the blame from something, right? They put it on somebody else. And, and a lot of you look at that and be like, oh, that's not, that's not honorable, but... Um, it is their ability to sell it to you as it wasn't their mistake that they're extremely efficient as your leader and, and, and that this person made the mistake. It is their ability to sell it to you that makes them such a powerful leader. The better they sell it to you, the more powerful leader you think they are, okay? And the more willing you are to abide by things that they would like you to do as their subordinate, right? So understand that, man. Um, when you are in power, if you ever make it to power, if you ever grow in size and, and, and influence and you become a person of power, right? Um, understand this. People of power are not done by the mistakes that they make, right? They are undone by the way they deal with them, right? As I said before, Everyone makes mistakes, right? Everyone makes mistakes, right? It is how you deal with those mistakes that will determine how your rising power or falling power turns out. So understand that, guys, right? Now, in order to understand power, right, you must also realize that the use of a scapegoat, right? And I know that word sounds harsh, man, but the use of a scapegoat is as old as civilization themselves, right? Just think about it, right? Civilization. Um, the pharaohs of old or, or the great spiritual leaders of old, right? When they committed a sin or, or, or the sins of the people, they would sacrifice a goat to the gods, right? Sacrifice a goat to the gods or, or someone would sac get sacrificed to the gods to hide, basically, the fact that they committed some sins, the fact that they did wrong. And so in order, instead of dirtying their hands, they will place the blame on a goat, 
right? Or, or back in the day, they, they will behead some, some innocent person, okay? In order to, to get their followers to say that, oh, that person is the wrong person. This person is the leader, right? And that's what would happen, man. So it's been being used uh, since the beginning of civilization, right? This tactic is completely opposite, right? Because of what we think is humans, because as humans, um, we all have the tendency to naturally look inward after we make a mistake, right? If you make a mistake, you're like, oh my God, I'm so stupid, I messed up, you know, what is going on with me, right? Now we have a tendency to look inward. People of power, just the opposite. They don't look inward. Or even if they do look inward, they, you will not visibly see it or understand the fact that they are looking inward and blaming themselves for a mistake that they made. You will never see that, right? And, and this is why, right, the people of power, they gain, they gain immense amounts of power because what they do is they use our need to accept guilt, right, for our mistakes. They use our need to accept guilt for our mistakes as their way to project their guilt upon us for the mistakes and sins that they have committed, right? And so when they do that, it leaves them with clean hands, man. It leaves them with clean hands as well as seeming they're, they're almost godlike um, in their efficiency of how they always get things done and they make very little mistakes, man. Wow. The intricacies of power are deep. It's serious, man. And you guys really have to understand that because it is all about philosophy, man. If you guys haven't studied philosophy, begin to study philosophy to understand why people do what they do in order not to become the victim of somebody else who is using you, especially a person of power, man. They will use you until you're unusable and then toss you away, man, and toss you away. Uh, the second thing, uh, uh, the second most important thing that, that you guys um, need to understand is, is that power people, powerful people, right, um, they, they use someone else, right? They also use someone else to do things that are unpopular and unpleasant, right? Have you ever seen big companies, right, when they have to all of a sudden fire a thousand employees like AT&T or one of those companies right there, when they have to fire a thousand employees? What do they do? The boss doesn't do it. He doesn't come down there and fire nobody. No, no. He uses a hatchet man. He uses a hatchet man to get everybody together and fire everybody. That's what he does. So he basically has a hatchet party where he's he's firing people and handing them checks. Firing them and handing them checks. So the company's handing them service pay checks as a reward, right, for the service. But the hatchet man is the one that gives up the bad news, the bad business, right? Uh, and and the, the leader is always far separate from that and he will eventually blame that unpleasantness on the hatchet man. Now, this way, um, um, the leader can, um, 
he can hurt people, right? He can hurt people without ever getting his hands dirty, right? He can hurt people without ever getting his hands dirty. And, and literally, he uses something which they called back in the day, um, the cat's paw, right? Uh, uses the cat's paw to get what he wants, but at the same time, never gets his hands dirty. So you guys have to know, you have to notice things like that and, and start to realize that you can make sure that you're not the one being used, right? And, and I tell you, you guys, stop volunteering for such jobs, right? Um, if, especially if you ever plan on rising uh, in power in your company, in your business, in your life, right? Stop volunteering for such dirty deeds that, that people in power are asking you to do. Stop volunteering for it. Let somebody else do. Trust me, there's tons of people who have no ambition whatsoever to rise in power. They are more than willing to do it. So you stop doing it, right? Let somebody else be the bearer of bad news or the executioner, uh, okay, of others while you bring only good news, right, and, and joy to the people around you, right? If there's something to be said that is good news, volunteer for it. Something to be bring forward, you know, some type of bonus or something, volunteer to give out the checks, man. You owe, when people see you, let them relate you to good news. Not the bad news, right? Not the bad news, right? As a leader, guys, as a leader, you may think that um, when you are displaying uh, constant hard work, um, that it seems like a good trait to your subordinates, to people under you, right? Um, and the truth is, it is just the opposite, right? People see you as a leader, and if they see you working hard and really, really putting up a sweat as a leader, know what they do? They look at you, and they figure, if he's so good, then why is he working so hard, right? Why is he working so hard uh, if he's so good? And, and if he has to work so hard, then, then now how is he leading us if he has to work so hard? The same thing goes for dirty work, man. If you're a leader and you're constantly the one doing the dirty work, right? What you do is you make yourself look ugly to the people around you to your subordinates. They look at you as an ugly individual who, oh, I can't believe this guy is my leader and, and all of the dirty deeds that he is doing to people in the company, people that are around us. So um, understand that um, when you're a leader, man, you cannot be getting your hands dirty. You can't be doing all that. You have to uh, delegate those dirty deeds to other people. You should be bringing joy, happiness, and good tidings to all that are, that are around you, right? So understand that. Um, and just to wrap it up here today, man, I just want to hit you guys with a philosophy because a lot of you are like, man, I'm a straight up guy. I'm a straightforward guy. I'm a straightforward girl. Here's the deal. And this is the old Indian uh, philosophy here. And it says, one should not be too straightforward. Straight up, that's how they started, right? One should not be too straightforward. Um, if you don't believe it, go and see the forest, right? The straight trees are cut down and the crooked ones are left standing.
So understand that, guys, as I wrap it up today, man. Make sure you guys hop on over to LieutenantSoundBlue.com and pick up your free copy of my book. Once again, wrapping up, I'm giving away um, 10,000 autographed copies of my book, Top 25 Mistakes and Route to the Good Life. And, um, and make sure you guys shoot me a DM down in the comments or at any of the social medias at Lieutenant Sound Blue. And I will give you a shout out and we can talk about tomorrow's topic, all right? So this is Lieutenant Sound Blue signing off. I'm wrapping up for today. You guys have a fantastic day. And I will see you tomorrow with my daily podcast. Deuces. <laughs>